Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. I love what we do, but every day, getting up out of that bed. Oh, it never gets easy. What are you saying? So you sleep for 16 hours a day, lady. You just had bed sores last week from laying around. Was I shame. was sick. Oh, you, you were sick. sick shamer. <laughs> so what? Now I can't be sick? Is it because I'm a woman? Oh, God. I'll make you a sandwich later, I guess. Dave and Mahoney. He's like, I can't believe my, my car's not going to be here. And it's not because he was upset that the car wasn't going to be there. It's that he had plans to drive to Jack in the Box. The Dave and Mahoney Show. That's You're how he's going like to break it in. Stink up your brand yes, new car with Jack in the Box. That's how, you, that's how you season a new car. It's like a cast iron pan. <laughs> we are so similar. Guess what? The first thing I did in my new car. What's that? I got some Taco Bell. Yeah, girl. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, man. Uh, this is really sad. They were doing some ridiculous over-the-top gender reveal in Mexico, and the pilot died as a result. Like, came flying down. And, like, you know what I'm talking about where I say, like, they spray that pink, like, fire retardant onto, like, Yeah, like if you're dusting or sure. something along those lines, similar. But they were doing that, but only in the form of it actually being a gender reveal, because we've seen that before where there have been, like, the planes flying overhead, and people are, like, joking, like, the gender reveals have gotten out of control. Yeah. But in this case, they were actually doing that, where they had this huge setup, and then, they're, like, the balloons all exploded, and this pilot comes flying by and drops all this pink dust everywhere, and as it goes to go back up, the wing just snaps off this plane. And freak this, accident. Yeah, total freak accident. Luckily, it didn't like crash into like the crowd and like the new parents to be and stuff. But still, oh. like just a tragic situation. The wing just snaps off. Yeah, I mean, like that is very, very extra. But I mean, I, if you're underneath feeling like that's your fault, that is just such a very random act. Like, why did that wing just snap off? What kind of plane was that? Well, they were, was flying, a, they were flying too low and he pulled, too, he pulled up too hard. Yeah, uh. I mean, it was a real small plane. It looked like it was an older plane. But at the same time, like, can we just chill out on the gender reveal parties? Just like, go the, back to the cake. Just open it. Yes, yeah, just cut a cake. Just open an envelope. Like, just stop. I feel like we are. Everyone's so I think, extra. I feel, I hope, we really are going backwards a little bit on that. I feel like it was the way too excited millennial parents. I'm a millennial. I can I can dog on my people. But, like, <laughs> I, feel like <laughs> I feel like it was the way too excited millennial parents who were, like, trying to you know, uh, beat out the, the previous person who they saw on Instagram and in the, you know, the most extreme way that they possibly could. Like, it, reel it back in a little bit. Pull it back. Well, it's, it's just these, these are just people who just need constant attention. And it just, you know, this again, we've seen, media. this isn't the first time somebody's died in a plane accident because of a gender reveal in Mexico either. This is, yeah. this is, I think, the third time that's happened. We've seen these wildfires. It's... Again, let's just stop doing things we normally wouldn't do that put other people in danger. You know what? I say this. I'm going to make somebody bungee jump. <laughs> and that With a baby. Cool? <laughs> With a baby. I don't know. Just to see. Like, oh, what is it? It's a boy. I don't know. Like, bungee jumping uh, like would really resemble the baby coming out of like with its umbilical cord. So I feel like. <laughs> oh, so I know what the platform's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, and the bungee jump would be the color blue yeah. or pink. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, I'm here for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, safe. Some good news today as well. <laughs> Looks like the feds are going to stop treating weed like it's heroin. Come on. Of course, this is time for this. Uh, this got scheduled. Cannabis did as a Schedule One drug back in the in the 1970s with the Control, Controlled Substances Act, and for years it sat alongside heroin on the same list under federal law. Now the DEA has a big decision to make: do they keep cannabis as a Schedule One drug, or do they change it? Uh, back in 2016, the DEA was asked to review it by multiple governors, but denied the two petitions. Now a lot has changed in the last seven years. 23 states have now legalized it for recreational use, with Minnesota becoming the the latest uh, this this past year, earlier this year, rather. So DEA has stated that the review process is beginning now. Uh, they have shared nothing further, but it's time, guys. I mean, the, the level of crime that surrounds marijuana versus that surrounds heroin, not even close. I mean, the fact that it's legal in 23 states and we haven't seen crime spike and we can actually let police do what police need to do and focus on real criminals, not some yeah. dummy who's just, you know, skateboarding and smoking weed or, you know, me in my backyard at 2 a.m. I don't know. I would like to arrest the man who was selling me my marijuana in college because he smoked every single time I bought from him. He stole from you. He He stole from from me. me. That was theft. He's like, like, will you smoke me out? You're like, and if I had pizza, he would eat that too. Come on, Chaz. 
No. Did you know his name his was? His name was Julian. Julian. <laughs> I'm out, you out, man. Arrest him. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So we've talked about how scary the ocean is. I mean, everything about the ocean can kill you, right? I mean, there's all kinds of oh, stuff yeah. in the ocean that can kill you. Uh-huh. And then just the water itself yep. can kill you. Uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of the ocean. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, went to Cabo over the, uh, the the long weekend, spent some time in the ocean, you know, like swimming. Not deep ocean. No, no, no. Like, Are you sure that was even the ocean? That was the Gulf? It, we, it was it was technically both. Okay. You go back and forth sure. between the two of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, like swimming in the ocean, really not that enjoyable either because the salt water is very salty. I mean, you can't float better, though. I mean, I guess. Yeah, but the waves. Well, the waves are crazy. Yeah. It's too much. I get so embarrassed when I get smacked by a wave. Right in the face? Yeah, or just kind of in general, because I got to do that weird, like, jump up thing to make sure that I don't, like, get just totally submerged. (laughs) Or if I do go underwater and, like, I come back up and it's just never pleasant. It's just like, whoa! Like, you feel like you're drowning. (laughs) It's so awkward. My wife was like, hey, do you want to go down to the beach? I'm like... No, why would I want to go down to the beach? She's like, that's right. You hate sand. I'm like, who likes sand? No like one it. likes I like sand. sand. You do? Yeah, oh, you love would. It. You Ew. would. I like just, it when it gets sand. Oh, I like man. it when it gets in my crack. <laughs> so Exfoliates. That's right. <laughs> when, when you're talking about a scary experience, um, I mean, th- th- so there's this guy. He's off fishing off the coast of New, Ze- or New Zealand, and he's in like a kayak. So he's fishing okay. in a pedal-powered uh-huh. kayak. Sounds like it's his fault already, but go on. In, in, in Waihau Bay, and he saw some commotion in the water, and he initially thought it was some tuna that was swimming around. Uh-huh. As he got closer, he realized, oh, it's actually a seal being chased through the water by a shark. Oh, hell no. And so he's like, I'm going to keep a safe distance. Well, the seal, very fast as well, sped over to underneath his kayak in order to find some cover from this shark. Uh-huh. And so the shark comes along, boom, runs into this guy's kayak. He's like, oh, my God. He's, like, trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. The seal does it again, and the second time the shark hits him, boom, and it almost knocks him clean out of the kayak. I can't imagine being in a situation. Thankfully, he's all right. I can't imagine being in a situation where there's a shark chasing a seal, and it is running into you. I have so many feelings I'm a, about this. Look at this picture. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be hitting that seal with my little kayak paddle. That poor seal. Nah, man. That seal's trying to get me killed. This ain't, this ain't, I got nothing to do with this. Yeah, this is between you and him. Keep me out. Nah, man. I feel like this is also Darwinism for that guy because, like, what are you doing? Like, in a yeah. kayak in the ocean? What are you, it's fishing? Fishing? Can't you just fish from a dock? I don't feel like kayaks are meant for salt water. Like, I feel like they do not, they're not, they're not I would like well. to move to lobby to outlaw kayaks. They're they're that uncomfortable for me. I do not want to ever I'll never get in a kayak again. Yeah, poor Mahoney almost died in a kayak. I did. Yep. I mean, not from a shark attack, just from sitting there. Yeah, mostly just because my weight was, it was, it was real, a lot of pressure on my hips. Did not like it. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Brad Dave. Uh, you know you were talking about that uh, Burning Man Festival out in Arizona. What do we got? Well, that went to crap, man. It was mud and stuff. I think one person died or... I'm like, wow, man. What the... I don't know. What is up with all that? I mean, you know, we've been having bad weather, but I mean, gee, man. Didn't expect that to happen with the thing, but, uh... You guys were talking about it. It was kind of bad, so... Eh, you know, I don't know, man. Roll that. Roll that. I was going to say, that was the slowest... Conversation. I feel no, like we've that never is, had with somebody. Uh, Rammer jammer. Burning Man's <laughs> Northern Nevada. North, Northern Nevada. Yeah. But, I mean, we were talking about before how terrible it would be to go to Burning uh-huh. Man. That's just not for me, man. Like, I'm at the point in life where I like to go to concerts and sit down. Like, that's where I, I am want a life. bar within reach, maybe a server. If there's a if a there's bathroom. a bathroom that's not like has a not done of a year like an inch of urine on the ground, yeah. like that's the yeah. speed I'm looking for now I'm, in life. So like this, let's go out to the desert and take all of our clothes off and not have showers for an extended weekend, that's just a hard pass. So, yeah, before the rain, even just the dust and the crust that would be coming from Burning Man, like all of the videos that I had seen over the course of just like the past few years, because I didn't even know Burning Man existed until like I was like my late 20s. Sure. 
um, because that's just not targeted towards me because I am poor and that is for the rich <laughs> and the hot or not. Actually, yeah. a lot of the people that I was seeing were just, I feel like that was just their, op- they were opportunists. Yes. Like you're <laughs> ugly, but if you put on some ski goggles and they a mask, wasn't. you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a butterface, Burning Man is for you. Please leave a message after the tone. So messed up. Yo, Mahoney or Day, whichever one of you are from St. Louis. So my name is Denny, and I lived in Hazelwood, Missouri. But I have to tell you, Mahoney or Dave, whoever was from St. Louis, my parents lived next to Bush Stadium downtown, and the old Super Jams put them on by KC95. Had to be the loudest and loudest rock music to this day. So I hope you appreciate what I have to say. Have a good one. Message deleted. Why was I expecting another roll tide on the end of that one? Roll tide. (laughs) Weird calls today. Uh, No, it's me, Mahoney. I'm from St. Louis originally. Lived there for 20 years. And Casey. Yeah, they're great. A lot of of friends who work over there. Buddy AD does mornings. Classic rock station. Man, it's good, good people, man. Good people. Good people, good but times, also, and apparently a very loud concert. I would not want to live near... I would not want to live near uh, Bush Stadium. No? No. It's not because of the loud concerts. Not because of the loud concerts. A little Probably. dicey down there? I don't want to get stabbed. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so interesting whenever you hear about like where stadiums are, like city to city... And and it's either extremely like desirable or one hundred percent just the exact opposite. Yeah, there's very very little in between there. It's like nothing. You're either like multi million dollar condos or the hood. Yeah, <laughs> like straight it. up, like you have to like sprint after getting out of your Uber. Uh huh. Please leave a message after the tone. Yes, hello. This is Tom. You were talking about being horny and hungry at the same time. You can coin the term. Orngree. That puts me in mind of a old Seinfeld TV episode where George could not have sex unless he was eating. So call him Horngree. Message deleted. Were you talking about being horny and hungry? I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> I was going to say, that who else would have been on the show? Yeah, do you, you, you remember that episode of Seinfeld where George was sticking yeah. a sandwich down in the bed? Uh-huh. Like, you can't be eating a whole whole ass sub sandwich in a bedroom. You can't eat certain things, period, before or during or I after. don't want to eat before. Like, Can the you worst soup. Like, if you make the mistake of, like, something that's really garlicky or asparagus. Nah, man. No, but I'm just thinking of soup. Like, soup. that noise that comes from your belly. It's like, it just <laughs> run, walk in, yeah. oh, <laughs> in your stomach. Slush, 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 slush. <laughs> so horrible. You sound like a teeny little waterbed. <laughs> is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, you were telling me about something that I'd never even heard of before, but I guess this is becoming more and more common nowadays. I hate this. I, I can't believe it. What's going on? So, I uh, I called you, what was it, last week, and, you know, because I just got a new car. Yeah. And, you know, this is a, it's a business vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, uh, some experience in that world. So, I'm yeah. asking questions because it's like I'm doing things that I haven't done before with this car. It's like registered in the name of my business, that sort of thing. Right. And one of the weird things that came up is that when I called my insurance company, it was Geico, which, I, you know, I've actually had very, I've had a lot of success with them. I like, you know, reasonable rates, good customer service, all of that. Not a paid endorsement. Should be, but could be. <laughs> uh, but I decided to register my new car with them as a commercial vehicle. Because you, uh, you've had a history with them, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. and it's sure. the one, so... It, and it's, it's just easier to give just, them a call and just transfer they have, it. And, yeah. and if I'm just being honest, because I'm lazy, they have yeah. all my information You already. don't want to have to fill out another form. I don't want to call so, anybody else. It's a lot of work. So I call... Totally them, understand that. I get, and I'm going through the insurance policy of getting this new policy set up. And one of the things that you have to do now, and there's no getting around it, is that you have to have this thing that you put on your windshield that tracks all of your driving. Oh well, they've they've been advertising something similar like that on your, on the TV, but I didn't know that it was like a something that would physically be on your car. I guess I didn't. Oh realize yeah, it's that. like a it's about the size of it's like it's like one and a like half a pop inches. Socket. Yeah, about that. Maybe a little bit smaller, about like one and a half inches by one and a half inches, a little square. Okay. I, I have to put it up in my the corner of my window. But this literally tracks how fast you're going, how fast you're braking, how fast you're taking curves. And you have to run the app with it the entire time. What if you just don't do that? 
uh, then I think they stop your insurance. So, what for? And I, for and business I, already, and I was insurance. just being lazy, and oh, so I paid no for way. like six months up front. So I have this app now on my phone that tracks. Does it say your average speed is ninety six? No, that's my that's my driving score. Oh, okay. I will say, but it also tracks if you look at your phone. So like, uh, so like, you lower your score if you look at your phone. So I you're telling me, this, man. so you're telling me that you my... have to turn your car on, or you have to open your phone, turn the app on. The app's always running. Oh, okay. The app's always running on your phone, and so when you get in your car, it detects the little thing and it starts syncing and tracking. So, man, Kiko, who's watching along right now, twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney said, I used to work for Geico. They don't cancel your insurance, but your rate does go up. But it's Big Brother for sure. I've hated this whole concept. Uh, I mean, because you told me about this, and I'm like, I would just deal with a higher rate because I don't want I'm going to after me. this. I don't, That's I, nonsense. But also, I mean, there's there there is something to be said about not just insurance companies doing this. It's... The car companies. car companies have been doing this, I thought. But they're starting to do it now where they track everywhere that you go, your speed, what your driving habits are, what time you're leaving in the morning. The, some of the biggest companies like Ford and Chevy and everyone else, they're not referring to themselves just as vehicle companies anymore. They're data collection companies, which I am so tired of everyone constantly scraping data. It just feels like you're just... Being watched. That's because they want to be able to sell it to the highest bidder, right? I know, so, but I mean, screw it, you. I, I just bought a car from you. Leave me alone. I feel like the way that they're going to be progressing through this, though, is taking your driving history because, you know, a lot of older cars, they don't have this anymore. But, I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword if everybody's continuing to drive old cars because they can't purchase new cars because of the expense and how expensive it is. You know, the date, it'll, it'll come later on in time, but. It's going to make it to where, oh, well, we've got all this data on you. Whenever you go to purchase your next car, they're going to look at probably your driving history and then your price adjusted is going to be based off of whatever your so, your driving history was prior. So basically now there's going to be a premium on privacy. Uh, you yes. have to pay a premium just for people not to be snooping on you. Mm -hmm. So I, crazy? I'm a good driver, so I'm really not overly concerned too much in that regard. But like, so it's tracked... 85 miles that I've driven so far over the last two days. And the, the sad thing is, though, because you can see each one of your trips and, like, three of them are to, like, Chipotle, man. <laughs> it tracks where you go to. That's what to. I mean, yeah. man. Like, so, I don't like, like that but at all. But it pops up saying Chipotle on your thing? I mean, it knows where I knows I'm, that's the only thing in that, you know, 100, 100 yards. Geico's going to dime you out to your health insurance. Your premium's going to go up there. Oh, my God, it <laughs> is, yeah, Yes, dude. of course they are. <laughs> Dave. Dave and Mahoney. Time to play Tipsy or Toddler on Dave and Mahoney. Justin is joining us today for a round of Tipsy or Toddler. Let me ask you this, Justin, with uh, you know Labor Day weekend in the rearview mirror, did you spend any time around little kids or very drunk people? Uh, no, I was working. <laughs> what a buzzkill. All right. Uh, so these things that you're about to hear. So was that response, if we're being honest. Uh, I like know. You didn't, like, you didn't drink while you were at work? Yeah, come on, man. Like, sneak, <laughs> sneak a little roadie Doing in there. Do what we yeah. all do. You're, do. you're doing the holiday work. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I, own, I own a landscape company. I can't drink and, dr and uh, work. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you can 100% like drive one of those. Oh, zero man, turns. Gonna, Toro's gonna, drunk as hell. Nah, I mean, he's going to lose a He's going to lose a whole foot. <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like that's like the law of learning how to lawn mow. It's like a beer. He owns a company. He's not just drunk out mowing the grass well, in the backyard. Well, if you a better boss, you would be. <laughs> All right, so Justin, here's how it works. We're going to act these out for you. You're trying to figure out if these things were said by a very drunk person or a little kid based on the words that were said. Mahoney, Audrey, take it away at number one. Dust. You look fine. You're going to turn me into dust. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're fine. It's horrible. No! Food! <laughs> dust! Tend to dust! Uh, is that a tipsy person or a toddler? Uh, I'm going to say tipsy. Tipsy is correct. Well done. You're on the board at the point. Let's have a listen to that, Jim. Dust. You look fine. You're going to turn me into dust. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fine. No food. Dust. Turn me into dust. Oh, turn into a little <laughs> song there. That was nice. All right. Okay. Uh, Mahoney, let's, uh, let's take it away with number two here. I'll start. R A M E uh E? What that spell? 
noodles. <laughs> Are they trying to spell ramen? <laughs> <laughs> Tips of your toddler, Justin. Uh, toddler? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Yep. And they, they were, in fact, trying to spell ramen. R-A-M-E-N-E. What does spell? Noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Noodles. So I think wrong. that that kid, so whoever transcripted the transcribed this transcripted hilarious. Um, that was just like a, a cute way of saying in, because he said in a little sudden. Yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. So he did spell ramen correctly. All right, here we go. On to number three. You're doing great, Justin. You got two on the board already. Audrey, you and I, uh, and the, the the character note for you here is that your character is rather whiny. Okay, on brand for myself here. <laughs> And, uh, find me. I take you up. You're Julie. <laughs> what? You're five feet from your own bed. Oh, Smirnoff. It's two feet away. <laughs> tipsy or toddler? Uh, tipsy? Yeah. Three for three. You're Was doing great. Was I trying great. to say Smirnoff? I think so. At one so. point? Okay. I think so. Two feet away. <laughs> she was crying because she was too far from her own bed and she just wanted to go to sleep. I mean, we've all been there. Two feet away. We've been there, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go. You can win it right here if you get this one correct. And Audrey, it's all you. Okay. <gasps> Should I eat this berry? Should I eat this berry? <laughs> it's a bad bunny size. <laughs> tipsy or toddler for the win. Here we go, Justin. Uh, I hope it's tipsy. You did it. Well done. Well, let's have a listen. <laughs> Should I eat his berry? Should I eat his berry? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad boys. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. You know, we're going to start today's Redneck Report with somebody that was just bound to get caught. What do you I mean, mean Dave? This was a situation where this person got caught because of their own dumb behavior. I'm not talking about getting behind the wheel and drinking. We, we obviously know the uh, the risks of that. But a driver called to report somebody driving on the wrong side of the road. Turns out he was the one driving on the wrong side of the road. So he called 911 on himself. Oh, Why was he driving idiot. on the wrong side of the road? Because he was hammered. So deputies ultimately determined the driver had a blood alcohol concentration of over twice the legal limit. Thankfully, no one was hurt in this situation. But this dude is hammered, driving down the road, going the wrong direction, and then he calls 911 because he's so blitzed out of his mind that he has no idea that he's not the one going the wrong direction. So he thought that all the other cars coming at him were going the wrong way? Can't believe there's this many cars going the wrong way. I mean, even if you're double the limit, how do you think that is what's going on here? Like... Even your 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 just your cognitive decision making should tell you that that's not the case. Even if you are that drunk, you see so many devastating videos too. Like I know that this is like a joke, but I mean you see so many devastating videos every single day of wrong way crashes. Dude, if you're driving the wrong way on the damn freeway, freeway. your license should be gone forever. Ever. I don't care if you're drunk or just old; it needs to be gone. So you can take a foot fetish, I guess, a little bit too far. A woman was arrested after allegedly using her feet to choke her fiancé. <laughs> I blame the fiancé. this is like There's combining There's so many ways that you could have avoided this. This is two kinks <laughs> combined into one. So um, a man told the cops that he was driving his car when his fiancé, who's 20 years old, started using her feet to choke him. A passenger in the back seat heard the man cry out, I can't breathe. <laughs> the passenger said that Emma, who's 4 feet 11 inches tall and weighs a whole 103 pounds, would not release her grip on the man's neck. And it she was jujitsu, Right? Like, also, does she not have arms? You could just choke him with your actual hands, man. Yeah, like, I got... Maybe she's got those really nimble toes. Is is that why she only weighs 103 pounds? Because she's missing her arms. (laughs) And finally, 
Uh, if you're going to rob a Waffle House, you best come correct. Dude, you you roll in there, you know everybody in there is also a felon. <laughs> and and the, everyone is armed, the the people working <laughs> there and the customers. Right. How many times have you been sitting in a Waffle House, you see some dude with a big old Everybody's got revolver a gun. Everybody's got hip. a gun in a Waffle House. So an employee at a Florida Waffle House called 911 after a man oh, attempted a to rob Waffle them. Waffle House? No. At 8 p.m., so again, not that late. <laughs> he told employees that uh, that he when he walked in, he said, y'all are getting robbed, get on the ground. He didn't appear to have any weapons, but he did raise his fingers into handguns. Okay. And this so mother guns? Like, he, like he is a boondock saint, is sitting here with a finger gun in each hand, telling everyone to get on the ground, and they're like, no. Nah, I don't nah. think so. Did they beat his ass? They said that he appeared high and drunk. No, they just they were like, screw you. you. We're not getting on the ground. And then he grabbed some napkins and ran out. That's all you stole. That's you, all you, you stole. You got some napkins out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they they were able to track him down due to video surveillance and arrested him for unarmed robbery and assault. <laughs> this is David Mahoney. So this would make pretty much everyone angry, but boy, when you talk about, you know, like apartment complexes that don't respect you when you live somewhere, especially if you live there for a long time, uh-huh. like that's, that's really annoying. And it's also annoying if you have a landlord that's just garbage, you know, doesn't, it never understands the position that you're in. It's always just all about them and what they want. And then if you call them for repair, oh, God forbid. Never again. Even though you're required to because you own this dwelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, listen to this one. This is a rough story. A Dallas, Texas man says everything that him and his daughter own was thrown into a dumpster after the management of his apartment building said that they accidentally ordered maintenance to clean out his rental. So it turns out the management had the wrong unit number. And now the man says that he's out tens of thousands of dollars. They threw away all his stuff, and he was not being evicted. Went into his place, uh-huh. took everything that him and his daughter own, and threw it in the actual trash. You know what's crazy about this? Mm. That act in and of itself, even if it was the uh, apartment that was supposed to be evicted, they're not allowed to do that. You can That's curb against- it, but you can't throw it in. No, you have. You, there is a responsibility that you have to keep it. You know, away for a certain amount of time before you put it out. But they just put all the stuff out, got picked through by everybody, you know, in the neighborhood. Dude lost all of his stuff. Sue the hell out of this apartment. Yeah, that's the only option that you have, right? Because your insurance doesn't necessarily, it wouldn't cover that. Your renter's insurance would, there's just no way it would cover that. Management did offer you guys to go get what they could from the trash and return it to the unit. They even said, we're going to get this uh, this now stained mattress professionally cleaned for you. Oh. So, Everything's fine, right? You know, that is just so on par for leasing offices. Like, you have no uh, like accountability for your actions. You're just like, did they even offer this guy free rent for the remainder of his, like, you know, time on his lease? So they they were trying to pull a technicality. I guess whenever they they had the lease originally signed, it was his ex-girlfriend that moved out of the state that was on the lease, but like he was obviously paying the rent. He had all the squatters rights and all sorts of things. But they they were saying, "Well, you're actually illegally subletting this apartment <gasps> because you didn't get this transferred into your name officially after the girlfriend left." He's like, "Yeah, but I, I mean, I pay rent every month." It, like if I need to change it, I can change it. And they're like, "No, you're technically uh, in the wrong here." So they're not they're not offering to replace any of his oh, stuff. Oh no I'll way! Burn that, I'll burn that apartment. What's the name of this business? The oh, and it don't yeah, right? Like these guys are brutal, man. The way that they're treating this guy. And I hope that there is an attorney in Texas that takes this on contingency because obviously this guy, you know, having tens and tens of thousands of dollars to go up against some giant corporation. It would be really tough to do, but if somebody will take that on a contingency, which I imagine you probably can with as public as this mm-hmm. case is getting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's making national news. I've seen this kind of, you know, I've seen the story sprinkled across certain, you know, specific websites and things like that. And it's if it's gotten on Reddit where I saw it, you know that somebody's going to try and hunt them down, find where these people are, find their, you know, who their employers are. It's not done yet, though. Listen to this. So after all this stuff happened, then the apartment came to him and said, Hey, you're illegally subletting your apartment, even though they just accidentally thrown away all his stuff. They put an eviction notice on his door. Yeah, so they're doubling down on this now. Yeah, yeah. Because just they, scumbags. they know how much they are in the wrong. Yep. They're trying to get this guy out before anything else like you comes their dirt way. Dirt bags, just, they're just absolute scum. Have your insurance policy pony up twenty thousand yep. dollars and get the new man a new couch. Well, the the management team probably hasn't even at, talked to the people who are higher up than them. You uh, know what I mean? They're probably just trying to sweep it under the rug as fast as they can. But if your default is to treat people like this, I hope the worst for your yep. company. That's all leasing companies, man. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. 
still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, to the guy that called didn't want any more Led Zeppelin, enjoy September. <laughs> Message deleted. <laughs> They're turning on each other. Uh, look, I mean, I, I can get behind a lot of the, uh, you know, like people's complaints because some of them are valid. You can't really complain about Led Zeppelin. Because they're one of the greatest of all time. Yes, man. There's a reason why they are still finding new audiences with younger generations every time. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's it's just a rite of passage as you become a fan of music that you discover Led Zeppelin at some point. So you don't think that it's because their t-shirt's being sold at Target? I think that also helps. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Whenever I think about my introduction to classic rock, whenever I started, like, uh, my muse, my mu- new music discovery, which is comical to think about, um, but it was Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, and then uh, Ram Jam. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good lineup, man. <laughs> because of Dude, the movie Blow. Yeah, yeah. Black Johnny Betty. Depp, Paul Rubens. That's still one of the most iconic scenes ever. When he's in the white wa- suit, walking yeah. through the Dude. airport, and Ram Jam's playing. Hell yes. Yeah, but it's just really funny to think that that was my that was my trilogy. Those were right. the three the three artists. That's that on your came Mount out. Rushmore. That's, of, yeah, my Mount Rushmore of classic rock artists. That's a pretty good little springboard, though. I was at eighteen years old. Yeah. I cannot name a single other Ram Jam song, if I'm being honest. Do you need to? No, I don't. No. I don't think you do. I just listen to that on loop. Mm-hmm. That is a song that you can listen to on loop and not go not, and not get tired of. My kids love that song. How could they not? It's classic. You should show them blow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait a little bit. <laughs> so it looks like pumpkin spice season is finally upon us. And around this time of year, it always reminds me that a couple of years back, I found out that Fascination Superstar came out with a pumpkin spice lubricant. I guess you would say some couples want to spice up their love life. <laughs> that was a really bad joke. Message that was a great joke. Oh, you keep it going, girl. Um, I don't think that flavored lubes should exist. I think mm. that that's foul. Kind of gives a uh, new meaning to Jack O'Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> you should see how disappointed the Altry is right now. No? All right. Please leave us. Hi guys, I heard that uh, you guys were talking about um, nude beaches, and I was wondering if you guys um, have any nude beaches that I should go to. I've always been really shy and a controlling boyfriend, and um, now that I'm older and wiser and voluptuous, I thought I should check it out, and it's on my bucket list, so please give me suggestions. Also, would you go? Message to I've only been to one nude beach in San Diego or outside of San Diego, Black's Beach. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only one I Did you get nude? I mean, when I was in the water. You took your shorts off in the water yeah, and just held them? No, man, they were on the beach. Wore it like a scarf. Oh, so you 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 took them off and you walked to the water naked. Yeah. Did you tippy toe run to the water? No, the water was oh. nice. It was a nice. It was a nice day. Was man. that like the first time you like quickly submerged the waistline? I get, I'll tell you this: I will not get <laughs> naked in a lake. Anybody like like because I grew You're up. You're gonna around, get naked in the ocean, but not in the lake. Hundred percent, man. Why are you I can prejudice see it? on lakes? Because you know how, lakes. Well, because I'm from the Midwest, and all of our lakes are muddy. They're, yeah. they're dirty, dirty, dirty ass oil turtles, <laughs> eels, not eels, what are those things? Those uh, like water moccasins. Water <laughs> moccasins, yeah. There are freshwater eels too, though, man. Is watch really? out for them. Yeah. Uh, snapping turtles. Mm-mm. Yeah. Freshwater yeah. alligators too. I've never been to a nude beach intentionally, and it wasn't like a nude beach. It was like a topless beach because it was over in Europe. We went over there for my 40th birthday, and we were in Greece, and there's this cool little restaurant that you go to and it's just kind of like in the middle of nowhere but they serve really fresh seafood and all this stuff and they have this what turns out like this little private beach that's down below so you walk down to it and they're like you know you get there and they're like it's going to be two hours to get in they don't take reservations and so they're like but you can go swimming no for for the restaurant oh and so i went down there and buddy i kept my sunglasses on it was this like nothing but dimes just beautiful women just topless and just splashing around in the water. Splish and I'm like, splashing. Yeah, my wife's like, you having a good time? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So all of us are doing a fair amount of traveling recently, and I will say I'm pretty happy to report that everyone has been on pretty good behavior. I'm not talking about us. Like, we're always on pretty good behavior, but the people around me, at least, have been decent. <laughs> no, no huge complaints. 
my wife flew back from Minneapolis uh, yesterday. Oh, boy. And uh, there was a lady who had the world's stinkiest blanket uh, with her the entire time and covered her whole body in it. Oh. And, what, did uh, it smell like cigs or Oh, uh, just smelled like death. Sig fart death? It's in the, fart and death, it wasn't yeah. even like an old lady because it's like I, my wife sent me a picture of it and I was trying to make out what it was. And no, it was a 20-year-old woman. Oh, so it might have even been 20-year-olds. You're learning laundry. So maybe it was she like washed it and left it in the washing nah, machine man, for like is, a week. You know what I mean? And it's that it, stink. No, it was dirty. Rotten. It was dirty. Well, I mean, if you're bringing your own blanket onto an airplane, it's probably fairly gross. Oh, like that's just not for me. Like I'll just get a hoodie, something, anything. But I mean, people when they are smelly and they're next to you, it's unfortunate. If they are disruptive, it's really annoying. But when somebody causes your flight, your international flight to be diverted, it best be for good You reason. better be dying or dead. So this is close. And what this happened? is the most embarrassing thing. I think I would jump off of that airplane. I think that if I was this passenger, Dave, I would have not lived to see another day. Uh, you're, you're going to be the diarrhea flight guy forever now. This is just who you are. So this this is a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona. Uh-huh. So this is a long flight, right? That's a right? long trip. They had to turn back and let a passenger get off board because they're having a medical issue. What kind of medical? Like, like they were having a they, heart attack, they a stroke? It a, no, they called it a biohazard emergency. And what that actually equates to is explosive diarrhea. So oh, you're telling no. me that on the way to Barcelona, Barcelona, that they were going from Atlanta and they were... So, still far away from Barcelona that it made more sense for them just to turn back towards Atlanta. Yeah. Like, that is a sea venture. Dude, you're you're traveling across the ocean. Yeah. You're sailing the ocean blue. The, uh, the, just take his butt out of the airplane window. I, I mean, like, did you just miss the toilet entirely? Like, how how is this a biohazard emergency? Did he poop himself? You have to turn. Maybe. I mean, but even himself. still, you could throw some, like... What you got cleaning what solutions? Are you that? Do you bring out the, the pink sawdust like in school? You, you, yeah, you crack. You, you, crush, you, you crush, crush up some peanuts. Yeah, you crush yeah. not the, whatever the what, not the peanuts because peanuts were delicious. Pretzels. Whatever that crap they give us now on Southwest that mix. Those are the weird like stale cheeses. It's just like sawdust. Be the wannabe Chex mix. Yeah, it's like sawdust and Chex mix form. Like yeah. you, you, you're like the that that delicious mix without those little brown wafers in there. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you crush all that up, it would equate to that pink sawdust. So just yeah. do that. Yep. But I don't know if, are there cleaning supplies like that? Like, I mean, for every, no, no, knock to any flight attendant. You guys are truly lovely. But I don't really think that I would put um, cleaning biohazardous diarrhea on my bingo card for things that they would know how to do. Well, and also, if I'm a flight attendant, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's that ain't little, my job. That's a little outside of the job description here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here supposed to be like, serving drinks. I'm here to, like, you know, give out Wi-Fi passwords and cocktails. Ask if you'd like to be a member of our new credit card. Yes. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing cornier than, like, when they're walking up and down the aisle trying to hustle Hold you. On. Credit card, credit Hold card. on. As a person who's a points person now, oh, there are sad. some times where they offer really good deals. Still, and- man. Stop. I know I'm a captive audience, but stop it. It's, it's just... It does. It makes me feel like I am like locked in and they always make you put your seatbelt on too Mm -hmm. before they do that. So you can't be up being the diary of poop guy in the bathroom trying to avoid the credit card scams. You know what? Maybe that's what was going on. Maybe they were starting their credit card spiel and he just starts pooping everywhere. He wanted to get out of it. He was making him nervous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where my credit score is right now, man. I don't know. That's just so wild though. You are so right, Dave. Earlier you said this guy is the diary of poop guy for eternity. And they, the flight had to be on the ground eight hours before they took oh, back off for Barcelona. Dude. Eight nah. hours. You, you nah. are getting a free credit card <laughs> with no interest. Probably not. They probably gave you a $12 voucher and some toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> you get to stay at a Ramada. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. The worst cover songs on the internet have landed here for your enjoyment. Yeah! It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Steve is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears today. How's it going, Steve? Okay, how about you? Excellent. So we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. You're trying to figure out the original artist and song. And you got a couple lifelines if you need it. So I think that you'll do just fine today because these are some of the biggest, most popular songs that have ever been recorded. The cover songs kind of vary in popularity. Like we have the first one here that has 284 views. That's actually the most popular one that we have today. So, And it's from... The uh, 
the well-known artist, Batman 666 Metal. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, good luck to you, Steve. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. I'm rolling thunder, boring. I'm coming on like a hurricane. My light is rushing across the sky. You're only young, but you're gonna die. All right, that's 30 seconds right there. That masterpiece. Do you know it, Steve? Yeah, that's ACDC Hell's Bell. Yeah, sure is. I can't believe that's only got 280 views, Dave. Yeah, well, it, it deserves more, which is what we're doing, Mahoney. We're platforming mm-hmm. these artists, trying to give them their big Batman break. Batman 666 Metal? Uh, that- Batman 666 Metal is okay. correct, yes. So gotcha. jot that one down. All right, here we go to the next one. This one's only got 18 views, so a little less popular. I've listened to Bridges. I've listened to Fools. Unfortunately, we have to stop that one right there. Yeah, I know. That tambourine playing may be the best we've ever heard. (laughs) May be the best we've ever heard. You know, I didn't even really pick up on the fact that there was clearly somebody playing. There was additional tambourine. You added tambourine. Yeah. Yeah, She hit it like maybe four times. (laughs) She forgot she was also (laughs) playing the tambourine. All right, Steve, do you know it? Ozzy. Crazy train. There you go, brother. Oh, man. Doing great. Uh, okay, so we're going to scale it down one more time in popularity. That last one had 18 views. We're going down to nine views. Oh, no. And Who's the artist? This is uh, this is DJ Mike 626. Mm-hmm. I believe we've heard from him before. I can't wait for some more. That literally sounds like a parrot trying to sing. Does, does DJ Mike need help? Is this a cry you, for help? Are you okay, bro? <laughs> it came together at the end. Is he locked oh, in a it. cage? Like, what is that? Are you a prisoner of war? <laughs> that's wrong, man. That's so horrible. All right, Steve, do you got it or need some help on that one? No, foreigner hot-blooded. Brother, you're oh, yeah, killing Steve. the game today. All right, you get one more correct, you're going to win. You still have both lifelines. You got this thing in the bag, I think. Here we go on to number four. This one's got 110 views. We are young, we are, we are young. Hardy to hardy, hardy to hardy. We stand. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are strong. No one can tell us we That's about enough falsetto for me today. Really uh, singing from his diaphragm ooh, there. Yeah, pitchy. Steve, do you know it for the win? Uh, Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield. Four for four. Crushed it. Crushed it. Didn't even need our help, Mahoney, today. Yeah. Nope. We were just chilling. <laughs> Easy. I like this that. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So the wife and I went to Cabo over the, uh, the, the long weekend, and... Had a great time. And I say that it was a great time because this is the first time this calendar year where we've had any time away from the kids. And there's just, you know, been so much going on this past year with the house and renovations, and it's just been a lot. And so, like, for us just to have some quiet time because it was adult time, us and one other couple. Mm -hmm. It was her good friend. She's turning 40 years old. And so we went down there just to celebrate and have a good time. And there's a couple of, like, dinners where we went out, and, you know, they're like, Nice dinners to, like, celebrate the big 40th birthday. Lots of sparklers. Lots of sparklers. I don't know why that's necessary. We don't really need sparklers. What do you mean? It's a a good time to have a sparkler at the table. See, my problem with sparklers isn't the sparking. It's when they are finished, and then you get the smoke afterwards. Oh, see, I like that smell. I feel like that's causing cancer. (laughs) I'm sure, but, like... What isn't? Everything is, I'm sure, yeah. 
so it was an interesting situation because there's only four of us, right? Uh-huh. And so, it, you know, we're, we're sitting there deciding on the appetizers that we want to get for this dinner. And I'm really in the mood for some calamari. But nobody else at the table is. And my wife vetoes my appetizer choice. You can't veto an appetizer. That's what I was thinking. Turns out you can. <laughs> She's just like, no, nobody wants that. I'm like, well, I who doesn't well, like I calamari? Want I want it. I guess the other three, none, none of them like calamari. Normally, I have like a calamari bro that's there at the I, table. I always eat calamari. That's with what I you. mean. You're my calamari bro. That's you right. weren't there. Should have been. You weren't. Well, you know, I had things going on. No, you didn't. So, <laughs> my wife. You know, I, I kind of complain a little. I, I doth protest. You know, uh-huh. she she's like, nobody else wants calamari. I'm like, well, I want calamari. I don't want all this crap you're getting. And she's like, she's like, well, you can just get calamari just for yourself if you want to. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'll just get the calamari. You guys can enjoy the other stuff, and I'll just enjoy this calamari. What was the other stuff? Now I want to know, like, what were the other options that were better enough, like, better than calamari? They got some crab cakes, and they got some, like, ceviche. Crab and cakes aren't great for Sharon. I don't really like crab cakes. I know that's... Uh, they always sound like a good idea, then they never... They, they never they talk, always disappoint. They're, they're too like hot, too cold. Yeah, they're really expensive, and they, they, yeah, you can't really share them because they're too small. Yeah. Ceviche, amazing, though. Ceviche is amazing, table. and yeah, I thought that was a good choice. No uh, shrimp cocktail? They yeah. didn't have shrimp cocktail, which oh, is really That's weird. why you want calamari. That's why I want calamari, because mm-hmm. I wanted some seafood. And so I get the calamari, and they set it right next to me, and I reach down, and I grab one, and I take a bite, and it is awful. I mean, it is just the worst, like, overcooked, chewy-ass, terrible calamari that you Did can imagine. Did it taste like burnt or something? Yeah, it was just oh, overcooked. Well, then they left it in the fryer too long. They and left it in the fryer too long. didn't send it back. No. I ate every last bite of that calamari out of principle. Just despite your wife? Yeah. Did, did you tell her that you didn't like I it? I told her it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. There are those of us out there, out here, that listen to you guys every day, all day long. I am one of them. I drive a dump truck, and I know several of my uh, coworkers also listen to you guys, too. Message deleted. Shout out to all of the dump truck drivers out there. Just so you know, my three-year-old son, Duke, every time he sees a dump truck, freaks out. What's up with dudes? Little dudes. I don't know, man. And dump trucks. What is it that we're just hardwired where we're like, large machinery. Dude, large machines doing cool things. Like, I mean, what's not to love? We live next to a fire station. Yeah. Dang, man. Like, he loves fire trucks. Do you guys ask him if he wants to go see the fire trucks? My wife's always like, I'm going to take my son our son to go see fire trucks. I'm like, mm, no. uh-huh. I don't know what's going uh-huh. on here. Uh-huh. <laughs> All those men with their mustaches. Do you get another free calendar? What's going on? It's weird. But I love this, this lady dump truck driver. I don't know if I've ever met a lady dump truck driver. I met a lot of women with dump trucks. Big yeah, old, big, big old, old dump trucks. Big old things. Thing and that thing. But yeah, that's otherwise, a, that's, real that's a really work. cool thing. Hell yeah. Women in dump trucks. It's kind of hot. I feel like I wouldn't be able to handle all that machinery. Of course you can't. You can't handle a normal-sized <laughs> vehicle. You can't handle a Toyota Camry. The way my jaw just hit the floor, that was so rude Just of hit you. the floor. You got the extra insurance for when you run into curbs because you know it's going to happen. Because I'm a prepared person. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here saying that I don't think I would be able to hold like my own in a tractor trailer. Meanwhile, you're telling me that I can't even drive my own regular vehicle? That is foul and rude. And? Accurate. Okay. Please leave a message after the tone. Every time I listen to that Steve Miller song, I wonder to myself, what the heck is the pompatus of love? I've never been able to figure it out. I'm hoping you can help me. Have a great day. Message deleted. I don't know if I can help you there, but man, Audrey said something the other day that hit when you were talking about how you discover the lyrics for a song that you've been singing along to for years. Yes. And you realize how wrong the lyrics have been and like what they actually mean. And it messes you up. So the pompadus of love, I, I imagine in my my head, it's a, a hippo hippopotamus with a pompadour that does check it out. Would be a pompadus. Yeah. I bet he'd be the most popular hippo in the whole jungle, dude. Hippos, by the way, just want to kill people. Hippos are terrifying. Like we love, like oh, little baby Fiona at the whatever Cleveland Zoo or wherever she was. Yeah, and or, they're like, nah, man, that that, that or hungry, hit. hungry hippos, kids. You know, like one of our favorite games. You throw a whole ass watermelon in a hippo's mouth, and just honk. just that's your skull. Have you ever seen a hippopotamus chasing a boat? You're like that boat is 
got a 150 horsepower motor. It's going as fast you as it can. You are too fat and too wide to be going that fast. Well, how that can unnatural. you swim underwater at 48 miles an hour, <laughs> man? That's not cool. Please leave a message. I, I looked up what pompous of love meaning is. Oh, no. What is it? It's to describe the perfect woman. Oh. That's, Which is that's not nearly as exciting as a not, hippo with a pompadour. It's just not, Mahoney. So I think that that's yeah. should the the history should be re- revised. Well, we should win because <laughs> then the winners write history. Maybe my perfect woman is a hippopotamus with a pompadour. Hey, you man, you think do about you. That? Yeah. you do you. That's weird. It's good styling. It's a lot of product, but it's good styling. Mm-hmm. So we just turned fifty and decided that I'm too old to learn anything new. I don't want to do any more professional development or classes or hobbies. No, Nancy, I'm not going to start doing yoga. I don't want to try new things. That may be a threesome. Hit me up, Mahoney. But anyway, maybe I could be a nicer person. Or is it too late? Am I just always going to be a get-off-my-lawn grump, just like Dave? Let me know. Message deleted. <laughs> so the, the, there was a study done about when people give up on the idea that I'm going to get in good shape, and it's 50. Like the, because we we all have that idea, like, oh well, I'm gonna get my summer bod, but you know, for like next summer, you know, diet starts on Monday. Yeah, because I mean, we the summer's almost over now, right? There's no point in like post Labor Day. Yeah, now you start to put the the weight on, you know, and then and, you gotta stay warm for the winter, you know, the holidays. Oh. Are See, no, I think almost the exact opposite. I feel like I always get like my motivation in the summertime, so I'm working out in the summer, but I'm still a little pudgy, and no. then by wintertime, I'm thin and. You can't see it, and then I give up because it's a waste, waste, and then the cycle starts all over again. You know, but learning things, (laughs) learning new things, though, I don't know if I ever want to stop, though, because I think about, you know, over the years, the people I know who were just, like, so adverse to technology, and then you just, they just get left behind. Yeah, but when's the last time you you feel like you honestly learned something new? I'm learning new things all the time, man. Like what? Uh, well, just playing new video games, learning new skills. <laughs> playing new video well, games? Uh, no, man. Does like, it count? Sure it does. You're, you're learning something new, even though, like, technology-wise, like, I'm always trying to, like... Does that count if I, like, watch a new football game this weekend? Maybe. I mean, I'm learning new things. Well, I mean, Figured I out th- a new way to watch it. Yeah. I think that one of the, the precursors to being elderly is... You not wanting to like change with the time. So like because you finally cut the cord with you, your cable company, Dave, mm. I think that you are progressing still. You do? I do. Okay. If you would have kept right. the cable and also paid for like whatever subscription, I feel like we would have been, I would have been worried for you. But you're still progressing forward. Look you too, me. Mahoney. You just bought a new camera. You got to learn new camera settings mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We're still progressing forward. Yeah. We'll learn, learn, learn a new things. Sky said we just learned about the Pompadour of love. Yeah. See? Boom. Always learning. Always smarter. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Have you guys ever been the one that makes the rookie mistake and creates a big party foul? Because we have a couple of friends, you know, that will from time to time be the ones that that cause a scene. I mean, Mahoney, we were talking the other day about how we used to have a friend that would, every single time we'd go out drinking, would always order, you know, like a vodka soda in a glass. And he would get so drunk that he would forget to keep holding the glass. Mm. And so you'd just be standing in the middle of the bar and every single time, and just glass and booze everywhere. Mm. And he was just that guy. He just never That's learned That's when it. he knew he was drunk. Yep. When he forgets to keep holding the cup. But there's levels. Like, that's kind of annoying, right? But that's not egregious necessarily. I I feel like in my 20s, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, I like to imbibe a little too much. And I went a little too hard many of the times. Like, because now... And even a couple times in my 30s. But now I'm like, I don't want to be that drunk in public ever again because the potential to cause a scene and or get filmed causing a scene. I don't... filmed, yeah, causing the scene. I don't mind the shattering of the glass. I mean, I feel like that would be kind of annoying. But it's less annoying than the people who always want to get in fights. I had a couple of those friends growing up. And the constant crier. Uh, Yeah. Those well, are my so, two least favorite people to drink around. For Labor Day weekend, we went out of town, and I was mentioning it to you guys. You know, the wife and I went down to Cabo for a 40th birthday party, mm-hmm. and we got there, and they'd already been there for a day, and so they're down in the pool, and so we go down, and we're just hanging out by the pool. We're not actually in it. We're just there with them as they're because they're about to get out anyhow, and this is the first day. So this is, you know, Thursday, and... It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Perfect Four, time. 4.02, very specifically, Perfect because I looked at my know. watch. And there's this group of people that were next to us, and 
they were commenting that they were also celebrating a birthday because they had asked, you know, like you're in the pool. It's an all-inclusive place. Like people are already chatty, fairly drunk and chatty. Sure. Everyone's having a good time. And it's 4.02 p.m. and we'd learned that the people were celebrating a 40th birthday and a 50th birthday. Okay. And so these are not kids. Big milestone birthdays. But these are like, you know, adults. 40 and 50, yeah, you should have it should, figured you, out you by then. You should have it together. Sure. But you're in Cabo, Dave. Barfs in the pool. The guy barfs oh, in the pool. Oh, no. Throws up in the pool. No. And the entire pool has to get evacuated. And this is the main pool. Like, is there's he a couple in of the other pool? Ones. He's in the pool at the swim-up bar and just bleh. See, I don't understand that. What are you doing, man? You are 50. And you also know when you're about to puke. Yes, like the bathroom is right there. Like, just get out. They haven't gone. See, Dave, this, this is somebody who just doesn't drink all that often and is just going too hard. Mm. No, nah, dude, I was like, I saw this guy. Like, he had, like, a chest tattoo of, like, the Illuminati. Like, he, he drinks. He, he'd be drinking a lot. Uh-huh. So he drinks to the point to make himself sick probably constantly. So, my favorite part is that I Ugh. saw him the next day at breakfast, and his wife was so pissed at him. And oh, they're yeah. just sitting there having, you're having the trip. to take care you're of him. You're the whole trip. You're the, yeah. you're, the, you're the pool throw up guy for the rest of your life. That's There's now. nothing no, worse than having to be someone's mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's your that's your partner. You're not supposed to be sitting here mothering him. Like, that is a 50 year old guy who barfed in the pool like he's 21. Yeah, right. Do what my wife does when I get drunk and out of control. Leaves, she leaves Abandon me for dead. you, right? Yes. yes. Like an adult. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. The reason why I love Jimmy Buffett is simple. I mean, of course, he had like a couple of songs that were just iconic and got played at every bar USA. And so I associate it with good times. Sure. But what I love about Jimmy Buffett is that. He was always just about good times. Yes. He's like the vibe. The, the legions of the fan bases. Like, the parent heads have never done anyone wrong. They just got drunk, man. They yeah, let they, everyone they, around they them They were old, rich folk. Yes. Just yeah. that, that still like to tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they were all about. I just, who picks up that mantle at this point? I don't know, man. I mean, like, there's, I mean, he, there's a whole bunch of, like, country artists out there that kind of want that. But I feel like Jimmy Buffett did such a great job of bridging that gap between like country and rock, you know? Yeah. A lot of the same vibes as country. Add some also, yacht rock in yeah, there as well. Rock, sure. But he collectively like took over the beach market. Like, yeah. There <laughs> like, was the Beach Boys Margaritas. and then Jimmy Buffett came along. Was and- it like, isn't like Keith Urban <laughs> trying to do that too? Isn't he well, like- because he's kind of tailgating off of, but Keith Urban is not really making music like that anymore. But he was kind of, I mean, he, him and Jimmy Buffett had a song together, didn't they? I think so, yeah. And, I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, we've seen other rock stars try this, you know, like Sammy Hagar with his, like, Cabo Wabo and bit. all that stuff. But, I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be another Jimmy Buffett. I, I don't mean, think so. The way that he, as shrewd as he was as a businessman, too, I mean, they're saying that his Margaritaville empire is worth over a billion dollars. I mean, look at all of the, I mean, not only just from the bars and the restaurants, but also you can go and get those Margaritaville blenders. Yeah. Like, I mean, he has merch and all kinds of just... Equipment that you can be buying for the good time. I mean, he uh, he he had a, a fairly rare disease, the Merkel cell cancer, died at his home in, in oh. New York. Uh, Seventy six years old, which Jimmy Buffett definitely lived a really full life. Wait you a know? second, he was living in New York. Well, that's he where he was cosplaying a beach guy. <laughs> no, this is the Hamptons. It's the Hamptons. So what the, oh, during okay. the summer months, they've got that's, beaches. That's the beach. There's a beach. The beach. There's yeah. beaches. But that there. is at least yeah. Margaritaville Beach. No, he, he's not like in Manhattan, like in a high rise. Yeah. I thought he was in Florida. <laughs> no, in the Keys. Like, I'm not kidding. You I want really to avoid the hurricanes would... and everything. You know. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like what the heck? I feel like I've been bamboozled. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just a, just a, just a real bummer. Dude, he know? was an OG. Yep. You know, well, his music will live on, and I feel like the lifestyle will continue to live on. I will, uh, I, I will honor Jimmy Buffett when I'm on a cruise next week. Speaking of getting, uh, you know, getting a little bit older and having to deal with some health issues, this thankfully a lot less serious. But Metallica had to cancel one of their shows this past weekend as well because yeah. James Hetfield he got the COVID. It's going around. And I, Audrey, you said that you think that maybe. Uh, even like on that previous show, because they were doing two shows over the weekend that maybe they knew because towards the end of that set, I guess he was like having the crowd like sing the words for him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they had just done a show in L.A. and they were even kind of talking about how L.A. had a lot of uh, a rampant kind of like COVID outbreak sort of situation. Um, I mean, it, it, hopefully everything turns out OK for James. He seems like he's a pretty healthy guy. So that'd be fine. I'm sure. 
Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. Denzel Washington and the Equalizer. We were talking about the Equalizer 3. Uh-huh. Won the box office pretty handily this what? weekend. $34.5 million. That's actually a pretty good That's opening. Pretty strong, right? All right, and, Denzel. Yeah. I saw that movie this weekend. You did? What did you think? Uh, I thought it was incredibly gory. As I gory. had never seen them, so okay. I watched the first one. So you weren't used to like the blood just... Well, from one to three, it intensifies, and it makes me think they're trying to keep up with John Wick. Like, I mean, I that mean, makes it sense. Is, it is very, the stylized version of, like, what it was in three to one yeah. is just... Nine day. It is. Like, I mean, it's just... Sl- the first opening scene is just, like, straight up murder. Yeah. Like, slow-mo murder. I was like, what in the world? But it was definitely worth going to see if you're into those uh, movies. And Denzel did great. And so did Dakota Fanning. That's great to hear. So you you would you would recommend it? Yeah, I would. Good. Uh, the rest of the box office: Barbie came in at number two, ten point six million dollars. Blue Beetle was at number three. Um, Gran Turismo down at number four with six point six million. Yeah. So while that won the box office last weekend, that's pretty sliding back pretty off. far. And then Oppenheimer, uh, Oppenheimer came in at number five with five point five million. That movie is not maintaining like it needs to. Which like one? If, Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Like uh, the fact that it's dropped to number five really is is bothering me. Well, that movie I is think, so good. It I, is so good. I agree, but I think, you know, and it's, it's made, you know, a couple hundred million dollars, but it's going to win all of the awards. It deserves all it's of gonna the awards. It's going to win all the awards. Another at, big boost once yeah. it's, you know, available for, for rental and all that stuff. But I think that's why it's so frustrating because I know Barbie is for everybody, so that's why it's just kind of like, you know, staggering at one and two, one and two over and over again, but it's it's like the pop hit versus the rocket. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the rocket deserves You're like, to be it's up so there. so much more credibility. It's so, bad, so much better. This is Dave and Mahoney. So none of us are in the dating world right now, but we've talked about how challenging it can be, and it's not even really like an age-specific thing anymore. They used to say, oh, you know, like when you're older, it's a lot harder to date. I feel like it's gotten real complicated for younger people as well, and a lot of that has to do with just how disposable people seem when they're on the dating apps. I mean, we've talked about this before, Mahoney. My younger brother, I've seen him operate his Tinder before, and it's literally just trying to shoot fish in a barrel. Swipe right on absolutely everyone, and Mm. then if somebody matches, then fine, and then maybe there's something there. But, like, there's so many people that are looking just to live in that hookup culture, and that's not an abnormal thing. I mean, when we were growing up, that's also what everyone was trying to traffic in. It just took a lot more work. Yeah, and I feel like you felt more invested, at least in that work. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. You used to have to, like, meet the person, ask them for their number, and then take them out for a drink as opposed to just, like, hey, meet me at this bar at this time, and then you sit down, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But obviously the challenges of Tinder and other dating apps goes a lot further than that. And this is an interesting story about a woman who matched with a man on Tinder. Two of them went out on a date uh, when... They went back to her place. The two of them talked about fashion, specifically shoes, before they hooked up. Well, the next morning, as he's getting ready to leave, he has to borrow her phone so that he could share a Spotify playlist with her. Once he was gone, she later noticed that a pair of her shoes were missing. And she wanted to give him a call to ask if he knew where they were, but it turned out he deleted his contact info when he borrowed her phone. (laughs) So... When I first heard the story, I was like, did he steal her phone? No. He asked for the phone so he could delete his contact information, and so she wouldn't have a way to track him down after he stole her shoes. So apparently this guy has done this before, too. So he and her also, like, she was just, like, walking down the street, apparently, whenever they bumped into each other, and they had already, like, matched on on whatever dating site that she had found him on. And, like, it's like if... That would not have happened. This woman would still have her shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, if she had not seen this man on the sidewalk and like happenstance, fate literally led her to be shoeless. Like, how unfortunate is that? But you're the one that put the story in here, right? Yes. Because I saw it because I have also had my shoes stolen while I was with my boyfriend at the time. What? What Not by my boyfriend, but I I had to drive home after. Shoeless? (laughs) Shoeless. Were you at a party and you took your shoes off? So, But it was at his house. And some, well, some skank was, stole your shoes? Was it a frat house, though? No. Okay. No, no, no. So I, uh, it was for New Year's Eve, and there was like maybe like three or four people there who we just did not know. So we were able to say, hey, it was probably one of you three. And they were boots. Like, I mean, to my knee style boots. So I don't know how somebody- a very somebody, specific shoe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, how do you steal boots? And um, the entire time we were like- hold on, who's the boot thief here? And we're like looking around and no one's got them on. There's not anything in anyone's purse. So they just 
vanished. Like they just straight up vanished. Got and up to and this walked day, away. I kind of think like that boyfriend might have s- sold those boots. Were they expensive boots? For like drugs. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, they were cool. expensive. They were like $200 boots. Brand wow. new. It was the first time I'd ever worn them. And there's nothing worse than having to do the walk of shame shoeless. So yeah, just, with my socks. It's just it was oh, wet so socks. so mad. Yeah, because it was New Year's Eve, so it was freezing cold. And here I am, piggies out. Like, you can't have your piggies out on, on January 1. That's so a horrible way to start this, the new year. This, this girl tracked this guy down, was able to find him on social media, and was like calling him out because apparently he gifted the shoes that he stole to another girl, to his actual girlfriend. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. You have your face yeah. on the profile, so you All can screenshot it and put it yep. everywhere. That's a hilarious story to go viral, too. See ya. Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So I'm convinced that Dave's house, Dave moved into the house from the movie Poltergeist uh, because that's the only explanation of how all this happened. You need to bring that little, little old lady in to like cleanse your house or something because what's going on? Get some Indian burial ground that your developers didn't tell you about. Message deleted. Hey, you're in that movie from uh, that Tom Hanks. The movie. Money Trap. Yeah, yeah. it's one the or the other, pit. man. It's uh, the Money Pit. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's something going on because it's not normal what's happening with me in the house. Uh, I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually, but right now, still a hot mess. Cabinets still not done. They're mostly done. Like he came down last time and mostly finished them. But instead of just staying an extra day, and totally we're at almost them. five months of renovation now yeah. with yeah. four kids. Yeah. In the house. Uh, have you found any skeletons in the pool? I haven't found any skeletons. You know in the they pool. used real skeletons in uh, Poltergeist. That feels in, in unnecessary the, in the pool because they were cheaper to buy like actual skeletons than it was to make have the prop department make real looking yeah, skeletons. Man. I mean, really? I've seen the prices at Home Depot. Oh, those those tall Halloween skeletons? Could you imagine 500... Porter guys? There's just Jack Skeleton in there. <laughs> Five hundred sixty-eight dollars. <laughs> Home Depot. Please leave a message after the tone. May know a thing or two about gambling, so let me ask you a question: If you went gambling every single day and won, would people say you have a gambling problem? Message deleted. No, you'd no. be a professional. No, it's there's so many double standards when it comes to all of this stuff. It's like having other people raise your kids is trashy if you're poor. It's classy if you're rich. Did you have a nanny? An and au pair. An au pair. An au pair with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah, you got to use a French word to make it sound more expensive. Yeah. But but when it comes to gambling, I mean, I've been gambling for a long time. Uh, let, we don't talk about the losses. People are like, man, you're so lucky you hit all these jackpots. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you about all the times I lose, man. Yeah, you don't see that. Yeah. But if you are, like, the, I'll tell you, we've known many professional gamblers yeah. over the years, and it is a hard, grinding life. Grind, man. Like, you are, I mean, there are booms and busts, yeah. but you have to be there every day in your, it's a it's a real job. It's like, one, I had a friend who, you know, when I was when I was a little kid, one of my favorite things to do was play video games. I love the original Nintendo, Sega, all that. I played the hell out of them, but I have a friend who, like, right out of college, got a computer science degree. And went to work for Blizzard, yeah. Like you know, they made World of Warcraft, all that. And he was a he was a, a beta tester. He was one of their quality control guys. Why they got to call him a beta tester? No, that's just what they were. Mm-hmm. And but he spent ten to twelve hours every day, like trying to get bugs. And it just it every job, even if you think it's going to be the best thing in the world, like oh, you got a job playing computer games. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's grind. It's like being a porn star. That's yeah. not fun. You're like, I have to go to work. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm really going to get screwed at work today. Yeah. <laughs> you sure are. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>